1: We are thrilled that you're here, and we are thrilled to have a guest today. Her name is Jamie Bates. Jamie served as a missionary in Asia for several years and used her experience in the field to develop missions at Church 1132 a program that started with sending high school students to Thailand for a month every summer and has now grown to sending hundreds of people of all ages to serve locally and globally as missionaries. Jamie is also a gifted teacher and preacher and has a passion to study the word and communicate it to others. We are so grateful that she came on our podcast. She is just a delight to get to know. And just like she said, she has a gift of being real and And it's so true. And I love to have a real conversation about faith and church and all the things. And if you don't already know, I attend Church 1132 because of our mom who just loved them so much. And uh, so, yeah, I just feel a personal connection to them overall. And we hope that you are blessed by this conversation like we were. Also, don't miss it. We are on Jamie's podcast called Backstage with Jamie K. Bates. So make sure to check us out on there when that airs soon.
2: Thank you. We hope you enjoy. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hi. Am I an honorary sister now?
0: (laughs) Yes, you're a sister too, Jamie. (laughs) Hey, listeners. Thank you so much for coming back with us another week. And today we have a really special treat. We have Jamie with us and we're just so grateful that you're here, Jamie. Thank you.
2: So excited and honored to be here. I feel like we're already connected just in the pre-
0: <laughs> pre-setup. Know.
2: And I'm obsessed with yes. sisters, so.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of that, if you would give us and our listeners just a little bit of, about your background and where you're from and and who you are and how you got to where you are today.
1: You
2: got it. Okay. I was born, the, the firstborn of six kids total, wow. four, five girls, one boy. So my brother, yeah, a Your saint, brother, no. a living right. yeah. saint, <laughs> and he really is like yes. the best person alive. I'm like, well, that's things that stinks. you're welcome, Noah, you're welcome um, for having five sisters. But um, I was firstborn, raised very traditional Christian. I was a very normal kid. There was nothing really intense that happened to me as a child. I had loving parents, the normal things, breakups and, you know, all the normal. I couldn't have been more normal. (laughs) Just the traditional normal story. My parents loved the Lord. They, as they raised us, which is a huge kudos to them, is they really walked their journey with God evolved as they raised us. And so some kids, I think that can be a bit traumatizing for in some ways because it's like my parents were this way and now all of a sudden they're this way. But for me, I just genuinely saw growth in them as they like pressed into God. And so they changed a lot. So I was raised very conservative. Like it would surprise you probably to to hear some of the ways that I was raised um just within like the culture of the time and it was like post jesus movement and it was like push culture out and kind of i wouldn't say culty but like we're bordering there right <laughs> mm-hmm. and so they were very um they were so loving i mean i was loved to death i to this day i say like i have never heard my dad raise his voice which i was shocked to find out that's not the story for every Girl growing up. Um, my mom right. has never done anything but be supportive and loving. So they were always incredible parents, but they were walking through how do we be Christians in the culture. And so we were kind of yanked around a little bit here and there, you know, which they would laugh about and admit, admit now as well. And so we just tried to do our best as a family. And I was um, in Christian school and then I was homeschooled because a parent now that I'm in one, I have so much grace for them. Right. Um, do do you all have kids? Yes, you do.
0: Yeah. Okay, Megan. Megan and I. Do. Okay, so you yeah. get you
2: get it. It's like you want to do. You have so much grace for your parents looking back because you're like, oh my goodness, like my parents were doing yeah. their best the whole time, and you just don't. You cannot always do your best, which is infuriating. But you know. It is what it is, and um, and <laughs> yes. so they. So I was raised really legalistically and conservatively, and and due to that, plus my personality, I just became a very heady person and somewhat emotionally withdrawn person. And, um, and I didn't know that I look It's this is all in hindsight, right? I didn't know that at the right. time. Um, but it's still a incredibly loving home with like the best sisters <laughs> out Aww. there. And so um, I grew up and then my family kind of evolved as my parents started to get more exposure to Christians that were doing mission work. And just the world, it, it became they became less of keep the world out. And they became more of, let's go into the world. (laughs) And it was a really beautiful transition to watch as a young person. I would have been in my teens probably at the time. And so they just um, really became interested in missions work. And I'm just loosened up on a lot of things that honestly, it does they don't matter. (laughs) And they just really loosened up on so much. And, um, I went to, I went, graduated from high school, went to college, got a job doing film production, which cracks our staff up now. Cause all of our (laughs) film, all of our audio and video people, they're like, Jamie, there's no possible way you did this. (laughs) I can't, you saw me walk in here. I'm like, just tell yeah. me where to sit and where do I talk? Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't even know which button to push. I was about yeah. to say, I think I heard you
0: say, where's the emergency
2: button? Yeah, 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 person? yes. That, that's exactly what I said. I that's don't know. Hilarious. So they don't believe me. They literally do not believe me. But I was actually into audio video um, back in the day and I worked for an independent film company, then went and worked for Microsoft in Seattle. So I'm from Seattle or Washington State originally, small town outside of Seattle. Okay. But um, yeah. did that and was just kind of living the normal picture of what you should live as an American girl and you know 1998 yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um where Britney uh, ruled the world, Britney Spears yes. ruled the world. Yes. <laughs> and so, so I went to work for Microsoft and I was just kind of climbing the ladder. I I brought I bought the car. I had the boyfriend and he they, he was great. The boyfriend was great. The car was nice. The job was great. But I had this weird moment in that transition, my parents all of a sudden went into missions and they got really involved in like, oh wait, our lives are supposed to make a difference in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and sometimes we we don't get that. And I have to remind myself that even today, and I literally have like I'm a vocational pastor, and I still have to remind myself like my life is meant to do something in the world. It's not right. just to serve myself and to have the boyfriend in the car and, you know, the ring and whatever it is that we strive for. Mm-hmm. And so I was sitting in my office and all of a sudden I just got that. And most people, are, are, are we all around the same age? I'm 41. What are y'all? 30s?
0: I just turned 40 on Saturday. <gasps> oh, yay. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're in the club with me. I'm in the club. <laughs> I'm 30. Yeah, I'm 35.
2: Yeah, okay, so okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be our Gen like Zer and give us some yeah. <laughs> TikTok pointers.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Kristen is uh, how old yeah. is
2: Kristen? 32. Yes. Or thir- Yeah, 32. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we're all yeah, yeah we're all uh, yeah. out of our 20s, and yeah. so but that 20 year old thing of like oh, wow, I kind of have every, I had had no traumatic experiences really besides breakups. Um, I had had nothing really horrible happen and nothing really great happen. I was just going along with the script of life. And I was sitting in my office in Microsoft building 24 in Redmond, Washington. And I just got this sense of like emptiness, like so much emptiness. And I was just like, is this it? I got the boy. I got the car. I got a good job. That was when Microsoft was really cool. (laughs) Before Matt came on the scene, I was like, I have everything and I am missing something. And so I just had this moment where I was like god I am going to give you I'm not married yet so I still have I still have time right I'm like I'm going to give you 5 months and I'm going to go do what my parents did which is such a testament to them that they did something that I wanted to follow because I saw the results of it in a genuine relationship with god and purpose in their life and those two things if we can have an authentic relationship with god and purpose in our life like I don't know that that you can beat that I mean I can't take, I don't know nice cars, but give me all the G wagons or classes or Merce- whatever the nice stuff is right now. Give me, yeah. I mean, nothing will beat that. Um, yeah. And so they just really modeled that for me. And so I said, God, I'm going to give you five months. I'm going to go on to the mission field. And I'm, I want to know if I can, because again, back to the legalistic past and being a heady person, everything was just a show and people pleasing and just doing, going through the motions. And that's why I'm really passionate now. Even when I teach like our young people, I'm like, mm-hmm. we don't go through the motions. Like it is so damaging to an authentic relationship with God. And it's like, again, the theme, Like I love yes. the podcast title that y'all have. Because we're oh, all messy, yeah. we all get makeup on our pillows in life, and if we pretend yeah. like like we ha- can't be close to God because of that, I how how sad yeah. and how really unbiblical. <laughs> I mean, look at the yeah. people he used, and ooh, they're way worse than me. Yeah. Not to be judgy, sorry, David, but you I, you got me beat. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so totally. I went into missions, and I never looked back wow. until I married a pastor, and then I went into ministry in America. So. That's kind of the catch up on life. Yeah,
0: you said so many good, great little things. And I think that, first of all, even if um, we are familiar with the Bible, it's so easy to forget what you just pointed out, you know, who Jesus really used to to witness to us. And so <laughs> thank you for that reminder. Um, where, did, where did you go overseas when you were doing the mission work?
2: I was a Southeast Asia junkie. Okay. <laughs> And so I did – my primary location was between Kona, which is where my – I was with Youth with the Mission, YWAM, and Kona. And so I went between there and Thailand off and on. But then Thailand and then involved into Cambodia, Miramar, Burma, um, Laos. China. I know you have experience with that. Um, China. I was in the most awesome place in China. I wish I could remember the city because I'm sure you would know it. But um, I just love, I mean, Cambodia and Thailand are close. And so we were back and forth a lot. India fell in love with India. Oh, just even talking about Southeast Asia just makes me smile. Um, And so that's where I was primarily. And I led teams until the tsunami happened. Do y'all remember the tsunami on Christmas Eve? Mm -hmm. And so I was in India when the tsunami happened and I really felt like I should stay in Thailand. It's so cool. Another just I'm at my core. I'm a Bible teacher. So I like involve the Bible a lot. Um, But I was in India and I felt like I should stay and go do tsunami relief in Thailand. But I'm like 20, which is shocking. I'm like 24 years old. What parents send their children with me? (laughs) Looking back, I'm like, I will never let Jude and Genesis go with a 24-year-old. A 30-year-old, yes, but not a 24-year-old. Yeah, that's amazing. But it was just such a cool, cool part of the story. And so I was really thinking I should stay, but my team was going home. So I opened my Bible because you do like daily Bible readings when— hopefully in daily (laughs) um but definitely when you're in the mission field because you really need it um and i opened it up and it was one of paul's letters i think it was to timothy and it said i want to come to you but i think i should stay in south i think i should stay in asia a little while longer that's Crazy. Yes. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? Just an awesome rhema word just straight from the Bible. And I was like, I'm yeah. staying. So I then went and stayed in Thailand for a long time. I don't even remember now, but a long time I had a little, my own little moped and I um, facilitated teams. I got lice. I got eye infections. Oh I got, I mean, all the, I mean, all the fun stuff that goes with being on a mission field before tree tea oil was a thing. Yeah, exactly. oh <laughs> and I was as happy as I have ever is- been. It was the best, best so cool. time. If
0: you had to choose one kind of biggest lesson or experience that you've brought from that experience, what would you say it would be? I'm sure there's many, but.
2: Really good question. Hmm. I love that.
0: <laughs> put you on in the there. Yeah,
2: I love <laughs> it. I love it. I Yeah, this is fun. Okay. There's so many. I think I would say the one thing that I hold on to that even helps me in hard times to this day is that a life laid down is never wasted. And I think that it taught me that I can be in the middle of, because we're so self-absorbed, self-obsessed, self-care culture, which I go to spas, so nothing against loving ourselves. Love it, love it all. Um, (laughs) But we are so self-absorbed that I think it's damaging, which we'll probably talk about later, like you mentioned, like our mental health in some ways, that it's just all about me. And I could, I feel honestly, like looking back in those moments, like I had no money. I had one pair of locals that were I bought for five dollars from Hawaii and brought them to Asia. I had, like I said, I had lice. I had an eye infection that even the Thai children didn't want to be around me. I mean, I was my lice were so big. If you know how lice you all yes. have kids, so you probably know. They oh, start small yes. and th- they the start worst. small and in the back. Mine were so advanced that I was in the chair or I was in front of the mirror one night <laughs> brushing oh. my hair. And one full grown one ran across no. my bangs right here. Yes, right across oh. my bangs, just full on. So I, I just because you could do the treatment, oh but gosh. you you couldn't get rid of them. So I would get into bed and I would take brushes and I would scratch my head and then lay down. And this is the point of your question, <laughs> Lauren is like, <laughs> and that was the happiest I was. Wow. wow. And I think it taught me that life is not about me. In some moments, it has to be so I can be a good mom, be a good wife, and be a good pastor and be a good podcaster and all the yeah. the roles that we play as women, but. It's not, it cannot ever become so much about me and stuff that that starts to like be the thing that brings me joy. Mm. And looking back to this day, there are a few moments I have, you know, that are as happy as those ones, but they're few and far between. And I think it's a testament to like, I just wanted to serve God. I just wanted to serve the world. I wanted to serve the nations. And I wanted to love, I wanted to love people in the name of Jesus. And it ended up, of course, it's the classic story, but it ended up serving me. So I think that would be it. So you just. Good. That's really good. Good interviewer, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lauren. <laughs>
0: you, no, She's the you best. You reminded me, though, of what you just said. Um, And we can kind of lead into the mental health space. But when it comes to loving ourselves, because a lot when we started this podcast, we it was all about, you know, giving ourselves grace and giving others grace and loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. And. And self-care and all of that. But, um, Mm -hmm. as we got a little bit further in when we really evaluated who we are at our true core, um, and it was while we actually interviewed another pastor and I loved his Mm -hmm. definition of, um, of loving ourselves. And he said, loving ourselves correctly is a lifelong journey of Jesus whispering to us who we are in him. And I just oh, I love that. It's like
2: that's what it that's yeah, what it is. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And so I just mm-hmm. um that really I I it's like the words that I couldn't put into words myself. It's <laughs> like mm-hmm. so you just reminded me I of that. I yeah. love
2: that. I love that so much cuz it is I mean even it says I think in Matthew love others as you love yourself. We're supposed to love ourselves. Yeah, we are. Yeah. But I think culture can hijack yeah. that. And it and just make me think I need to stay in bed and yeah. go to the spa all day and spend all the must money, the you know, I feed my yeah, children yeah. with. <laughs> and yeah. so I love that description. Whoever said that, that is just beautiful. And it's biblical, which is so yeah, wonderful.
0: And you, were, yeah. it's funny you brought up that verse, love your neighbor as you would yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom used to always joke with us about it. It's like, well, heck, that's what's wrong with this world is nobody loves themselves. So they're. Treating everybody else like her. you know, yeah. yes, <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there is so much truth right, in that, right? So much yeah. truth,
1: so much it's truth. so yeah. true. Well, I was gonna ask you, Jamie, because I feel like this kind of leads into something I was thinking about. You know, just I do listen to your podcast and I love it, and I feel like you have such a real realness about you, and I, I feel like yeah. with the self-care everything we're talking about and it's really about jesus i feel like there's this also this like our world teaches us things and then obviously the bible teaches us things and it's hard to not get caught up in what the world is teaching us about everything about self-care whatever it is so like how have you kind of throughout like your journey being a pastor how do you go back to the word like I don't know because I find that I get caught up in the world too much. And this is the first year I will say, like, that I feel like I go to Jesus more than I do the world. I, wow. In the past, I've really cared so much what people think. And I, I wow. always thought I was like, no, I only care what Jesus thinks. But I, like, the truth was I was always caring what other mm-hmm. people Yeah, I've been more there. Yep. Yep. Well, totally. So I don't know if you have any advice when it comes to that. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but Lauren. Oh, I got you.
0: Yeah. If I can just piggyback on that question is for us to get to where the place that Megan's talking about, you know, we went through trauma to, to really make a huge difference, you know, for us. So, you know, it'd be nice to be able to get there without, you know, how can we prevent others to get there with, before they go without a a trauma experience? Yes,
2: Yeah. That's the heart of a pastor right there. (laughs) Um, because yeah, you don't want people to like, Trials teach us 100%, but you would love, I would love my kids to not have the trials that teach them and just to listen to every word I say, which I know isn't going to happen, but that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I think that for me, um, and correct me, Megan, if I, if I butcher the question at all, but when it comes to self-love and, Self-care, um, and taking care of ourselves in the culture that I mean, we are in crazy times. Yeah. I mean, to be alive right now is is almost feels like a threat in itself, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's just there's so much. And there's so much about culture that I love, yeah. Yeah. I love TV shows. I listen to podcasts 24-7 and they're not all Christian, you know? I yeah. Yeah. I, I like to take vacations and, you know? Um, and so there's so many things, just how to differentiate between like, or how to walk the line between like culture and they're not all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then at the same time, what the Bible says about loving ourselves. And for me, I think this is just totally me. So this isn't Bible. This isn't, this is just what has helped me in the sense of like really loving myself and taking care of myself is that I have reached a place in life, which feels so good. I always tell somebody, are you both married? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I always tell people, you cannot pay me a yeah, uh, million, yes. yeah. million dollars to go be single again. Not, not two million, not $2 million to go into that i mean stressful yeah. like we have so many single girls on our staff and i'm like i am here for yeah. y'all <laughs> yeah i cannot imagine doing it in today's day and age or any just it's just it feels good to be older is what i'm yeah. saying <laughs> yeah it feels good yeah. i love being 41 i love it i love it um but in spite of that looking back at like really where i've landed myself i feel like i'm a pretty confident person in specific areas mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the times when we're younger, I feel like I'm picking on 20 year olds and they're like my favorite. So I'm not, I'm not picking on 20 year olds. I'm just saying there is a, (laughs) there is a thing of life, you know, life kind of takes us places. And, um, I think sometimes we want to be somebody that we're not, Mm -hmm. yeah, or we want to do something that we're really not equipped or gifted to do. Like I would love to sing on the worship team. I, I'm horrible. I'm the worst. I'm the literal worst. And I tell Pastor Ben every time he has worship tryouts, I'm like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I go, Pastor Ben. I one time, I literally was like, I would bring some great energy though. Just mute my mic, and I'll just, yes. I'll just dance. I'll just shimmy. He's like, No shimmy.
0: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. That, that's me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I think like for me, discovering. The process of loving myself is really, and I talk to our our college students about this all the time. It's not that cocky, like, oh, I'm a boss, babe. Don't mess with me. The world doesn't deserve me. I don't like that. I don't like that attitude. I think it's been perpetuated in culture today. It's just like you're a strong woman if you're sassy. And I'm bold and I'm real. I always say I have the the spiritual gift of um, realness. But I'm not like, I don't think I'm, oh yeah, I'm so good at everything and don't and like our girls will mm-hmm. these boys will like him and they'll be like, I'm better than him. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I think genuinely evaluating who God has made us to be and really owning it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something I don't, I don't have authority, I would say, in a lot of things, but I do have it in that. Mm-hmm. I think I really know who I am. I think I know the things that God has gifted me in, and I think I know the things that he has not gifted me mm-hmm. in. <laughs> and and yeah. so I and I always have our college students, and even for your listeners, this might be a good practice. If I, There's a verse, I think it's in Isaiah. It says that security is an inheritance of the children of God. And so to me, it's like we are supposed to, as God's children, be confident mm-hmm. and secure people not sassy and bossy and, you know, girl powery, although I have a little bit of girl powery in me too. Um, (laughs) But we are supposed to be confident people. And that comes by truly assessing who has God made me to be and the world. And oftentimes you guys had a great mom, obviously, but a lot of people don't. (laughs) And a lot of people don't have great dads and they get so broken down before they even enter middle school that they don't even know what they carry and we all carry something and that's not cocky I am really good at talking (laughs) as you guys know now I can just talk to people I like people I talk to people I'm personable I'm encouraging I'm positive I'm uplifting that's not cocky that's just me because I have so many negatives I'm a horrible friend I don't remember birthdays (laughs) I don't remember birthdays I have this friend, shout out Stephanie, wherever you are. She remembers birthdays. She has presents for me like the day before, all the things. She's just the perfect friend. I'm a horrible friend. Like I don't, I don't love preaching. I don't think I'm a great preacher. I need two hours to say things. I don't need, I can't do it in 25 minutes. And so really assessing, and I think that has helped me to really like own. And so with our college students, a lot of times I'll just be like, I want you to come back with a list of what you bring. What do you carry? And that to me honors God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's the one that gave it to us. And so that and then as far as self care, I Netflix.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Practicals. If I'm just tired and I I go to sleep laughing, I try to go to sleep laughing and I try and take time for myself. A lot of the times my my girl who you guys know, Hannah, she sometimes laughs at me because she goes, let me guess. She'll track me because we track each other. (laughs) She'll see me at the park and she's like, are you sitting in your car? And I'm like, yeah, I have 15 minutes, so I'm going to go sit in my car and just stare because I'm an introvert. And I'm like, I'm just going to stare at the trees at Celebration Park. And so I think they're just practical things that doesn't have to be that sassy. I deserve more. And uh, oh, my goodness, side note, this I just started (laughs) following this account. You guys can cut any of this. (laughs) (laughs) It is called The Power of Uh Self-Love, and it's a satire account and they take they take actual self-love like things and like if some if you hurt somebody's feelings block them and get them out of your life they're toxic you're perfect
1: that's (laughs) hilarious Oh my gosh, Lauren! She's describing what I was trying to tell you. Oh the other what were you trying to say? What were you trying to tell?
0: Okay, that is so tell us, it. tell us, Megan. That is so weird.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I was trying to explain to Lauren. This is so weird. I was trying to explain to Lauren something that happens on social media. Okay, mm-hmm. so Lauren is not a social media person. Like she moved to China. Social oh, media wasn't that big when she moved and she came back and she was like, what the yeah, heck happened I'm to like everybody? Easy. I'm just, I'm honestly
2: happy I'm, for you. Yeah. And I yeah. refuse, yeah, I'm I refuse jealous.
0: to get on. I'm just like, I'm just happy over here. Okay. <laughs> in, in my bubble. Yeah.
2: Highly, highly suggest yes. it. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's smart. Um, It is hilarious though. When she tries to make an Instagram video on our podcast, Instagram, it's like the oh funniest God. thing ever.
0: I just end up la- laughing. At the <laughs> She's like, <laughs> what do I
1: do? Um, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was trying to tell Lauren the other day, I was like, there's this thing that I don't like and I can't pinpoint it, but it had to do with social media and exactly what you're talking about, where I felt like people, I don't know. I, it was like, I was like, it's kind of like the cancel culture thing yeah. happening, but that's yeah. not really what I'm talking about. Because I think there are spaces where you de- do need to let people go out of your life. Like Oh,
2: 100%. You know, could I could
1: Yep a space for that. So I was like, I'm not trying to say that, Mm -hmm. but anyways, you're describing it exactly (laughs) where it's just this, like, it's just unhealthy. It feels like we're not going to God. Yeah. It's it's all about me. me. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I couldn't really, I couldn't put words to Megan's thoughts either, but the only thing that was coming to mind is is the times that I have seen, like the memes or whatever Megan was talking about. I'm like, to me, it just has this overall, like a high level summary would be just that God's being left out. It's well said. You know, and that's what really it well feels said. like. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think, Megan, back to your kind of question to Jamie about, you know, how do you like care about the world and love the world, but not care so much that you are being affected of what they think about you. Is that kind of yeah. what you were asking in a sense? And I think Jamie, you answered or what I heard from what you said is that I think the more that we are confident in who we are as God's people and who he intended us to be, the more that we grow and are confident in that, then, then, then that go just goes yeah. away. Like we don't we don't we don't need to care we don't need their approval or their validation yeah. right
1: yeah i feel like i've been on that journey this whole year and i all i already can tell it's like happening naturally where i i just don't care as much as i used to and i feel like it's the message you know it comes at me constantly so mm-hmm. it's interesting just like the pride message in the bible <laughs> and um, there's so much I keep like I'm doing a little James Bible study, and I just feel oh, like James. I'm getting like punched in the
2: face every oh, yeah, day. yeah, there, there's James. <laughs> don't go to Paul. Don't move over to Paul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> oh no, that's so that's wonderful, so though. Megan. That's
1: amazing. <laughs> yes. Well, and I love yeah, that you like it, love like... the Bible and love to talk about it, like in relation to what's going on. When I was listening to you talk with another pastor friend of yours, I think y'all talked for like
2: forever, oh, Tracy. and you
1: yeah, y'all were making fun of yourselves for talking for so long. I was like, "No, don't stop." Like I was into it. You might um, Megan, you might have been the
2: only person left listening. <laughs> we were literally like nobody is going to listen to this entire thing. We're such nerds. I feel like uh, I could have been in there. Yeah, I could have been
1: right there with y'all, but oh. it reminded me of I don't know if you follow Angie Smith, but she has written this Bible study called Seamless, and I wanted to tell you about it because oh, y'all were do. talking y'all were kind of talking about what she has done her Bible study on is just how the Bible's actually one complete story from start to finish. But I never really knew that. Like mm-hmm. I always kind of was very confused by the Bible and felt like it was far-fetched. Like I couldn't, it yeah, what, didn't relate valid. to me yep. until her Bible study. I'll be honest, it's called Seamless oh, and she just does a great job. Write of like, it down right now. Yeah. And she also wrote a book called it's woven so, so um, i think i've heard so of there's woven. the bible study and then there's the book called angie woven smith that, okay yes i'm gonna write that's amazing you would love you would, love you actually remind me of her uh-huh. um <laughs> i yeah. follow her on social media too so um, anyways there's good things to social media i guess for, there are for Yeah, that sort of thing Shout out <laughs> yeah. <Angie Yes>. Smith. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. um
0: well i was just gonna ask with you giving sharing your background with us and And just kind of being raised in a household that, you know, faith played a big part and then extended into your adulthood. Is there anything surrounding faith that you have struggled with and and kind of got past or that you still struggle with (laughs) that you'd be willing to share?
2: I can answer that very easily. I'm just trying to choose which one. Um, Faith. uh, Okay. So I'm, I'm heavy cerebral and so I'm not super emotive. And mm-hmm. emotions make me a little awkward and uncomfortable at times. I'll emote over dust and you know, like crying in the sense I can cry, but I don't. Yeah. I don't dig from a place of emotion. I dig emotion. from my brain. If that make does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, okay. I, I rel- I yeah. That, so yeah. being raised in faith tradition and moving kind of from super conservative legalistic into kind of like a freedom is the best way to put it, just like a freedom to figure life out with Jesus. <laughs> and then I'm not going to go to hell if I mm-hmm. smoke a cigarette, yeah. right? <laughs> because I'm yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I can right. be smoking right. a cigarette right yeah. now and go to heaven if I died. All right. It's just, yeah. and I, yes. I, got, I was so, yeah. my brain was so twisted in that, like, I just have to be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, then so I kind of, over time, everything's a process for me. I've never really had like, intense moments, you know? And I think probably a part of that, it does stem from the way my brain thinks. And I felt guilty about it at times because I've seen people affected like super intensely in like a moment. And then all of a sudden, like they're it's gone and it's free and they never struggle with people pleasing again. That is not my journey. My journey with God is just this beautiful, and my journey with Dustin and with my children, it's just, everything's a process for me. Everything's a progression for me. And so with the faith tradition and the faith journey, I think when I hit, you know, my 20s and I really started to realize, like, I am a thinker. Like, I re- I'm i a philosopher. I like thought. I like information. Like, I like listening to podcasts about nothing. Yeah. Like, literally, I could listen to – I've listened to podcasts about, I mean, like geese. I think I said that yeah. in one of my intros one time, like the flight <laughs> patterns of geese. I was 30 minutes in and I don't even, I'm not even an animal person. And I'm like, what in the world? I just like information and thoughts and thinking. And so,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> That's like that's so my husband.
2: Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dustin gets so frustrated with, or not frustrated. He makes fun of yeah. me because he's like, yeah. "Who cares?" <laughs> I'm like, for some reason, I do. I don't know why, but I just do. I care about geese and why they fly in certain patterns. I just want to know it all. And so we'll be at the zoo. We went to the zoo, the Dallas Zoo, on Saturday, and like I'm always behind because I'm always reading all the labels of like <laughs> oh on, on the animals. Yeah. He's like, yes. "Who cares?" cares what the habitat is. We don't... Nobody yeah. cares what the habitat is. I'm like, but I do. Because I might want to bring somebody on my podcast to talk about the habitat yes. of, you know, the python or whatever. <laughs> and hilarious. so, um, all that to say, the way that my brain worked, I felt when I hit my late 20s worked against me. And I felt like a lot of things in faith, I can be super real here, yeah? <laughs> yes, always. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. That's, okay. that's what we're all about. Okay, yeah. I love it. <laughs> love you, girls. Okay. Yes. I felt... A lot of things. I felt for one, Christianity was super emotional. And I looked down on it for that. And I was still a Christian, but you know, you can judge people within your own <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. is just a lot of emotion. And there's a lot of I felt like insincerity yeah. in churches. And I just got super judgy. And that's part of it till too going back to my experience in Southeast Asia. It was so raw. Mm-hmm. And then coming into American church, it was in my, and now I have evolved since then, but in that moment, I was very judgy of hype and anybody emotional and anybody, even healing, I would be judgy about sometimes because I would just be like, let's see what the scans say. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm, I'm the worst, you guys. You're getting, you're really getting to know me. No. This is, no this, I love it. This is just how I would think. And I just got around it for so long. And then there'd be people coming up and saying they were healed. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you just wanted to be on the platform. And I got a little disenchanted with it all. And I got really judgy. And I thought I was better and smarter than everybody else. Because I'm a thinker and they're all emotional. And that's including my husband. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's high emotion. Yeah. High yeah. verbal processor. He feels it, and it's just—and neither is wrong. And I remember talking to one of my sisters one time, Uh and I was like, just some of this just really sits wrong with me. Like, I don't want to lift my hands and worship and scream when I just want to lay down and just have a genuine encounter with the Lord, right? Yes. Am I, yes. am I being too no. much or do you, are you relating no. or are you relating? I'm, I can't tell which yeah, one. <laughs> no,
0: I'm, I'm so relating. I'm no, okay, okay, no, so I'm
1: relating in that my <laughs> husband is like you and I think I must be like pastor Dustin. And so oh, okay. it's funny how like this is opposites then. attract and mm-hmm. you have to like love them for them.
2: <laughs> and you do. Yes. And it's like, and you got to get through the judgy part too, where yeah. I would just be like, Dustin, oh my gosh, uh, gosh, another Another half an hour after service where there's just screaming and worshiping. Like, that's bad. Yeah. That's that's just, I was very judgy. Because all I was in was in my own head. And I didn't have the life experience yet to understand that some people, that it's real. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm talking to my sister and I'm like, it's just a lot of emotion. And I just, can't, I don't trust emotion because I'm not emotional. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm having a hard time trusting some of this, these things I'm experiencing or seeing. And this is before we became lead pastors. This is in our early years of marriage. But I'm having trouble experiencing or believing some of these things because it's just making me uncomfortable. And that's what it really was. Mm-hmm. I was making me uncomfortable. And so she said to me, and she's a lot like me, so she could say it. You know, Dustin couldn't have. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: And she says, she's like, but Jamie, what's wrong with emotions? Yeah. And I was like, oh, good point. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with thinking, and there's nothing wrong with emotions. Right. They're both beautiful. And I married an emotional person, and that has served me well 14 years later, I think, or 13, 13, or 14. And yeah. so, and I am softer than I was before. I'm more empathetic than I was before. And I access emotions better than before. I'm not I'm never gonna be a pro at it, but I'm I'm comfortable with it. And then when it comes to just corporate gatherings and church, and for anybody who's been to our church, it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. And um, we're very passionate people. And I really got on board, again, this is back years and years and years ago, when Dustin said, and he's such a good husband and a guy, and he never tries to control me or be like, you need to think like me or be like me or, you know, but he does have a way of not also like letting me stop chill <laughs> yeah. and he just said he was like jamie i understand you're having a lot of doubts and then i was having a lot of science and god doubts so now i'm thinking like i'm dealing with like the all the emotional people are christians and none of the smart people are yeah mm. and i consider myself smart this is so embarrassing saying it all but no. i'm just gonna give it to you i thought i, thought a I lot was of so feel this way okay good okay i thought i was yeah. so smart and all the other ones were stupid but i was still a christian so i'm like where is there a place for me yeah, and then there was science, and at that time the Christian community was very opposed to anything mm-hmm. scientific, and I was just felt like I did not have a place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was a hard time, and Dustin told me, and it was the best advice he ever gave me. He said this, and this is when I became a Bible addict. He says, "Why don't you just go to your Bible?" That's what he said. He goes, "Just yeah. go to your Bible."
0: Yeah,
2: what does the Bible say about all of it? And from yeah. that, from that year forward, I think it was probably like two thousand. 10, maybe, or 9, I have not ans- all the answers, but I have settled. I have settled in my faith. Mm-hmm. I've settled in who I am. I've settled in how I approach God. And I've also, I would like to say, am v- much less judgy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> no, I love yeah. that you told that because I think a lot of people feel that way. And a lot of people have issues with the church in general because
2: 100%. of so
1: many things. Yeah. Even I like have trouble finding a church just to like bring Bobby to until honestly we found Church 1132. Mm-hmm. This is like the first church that he like comes with me in person, so it's like a huge deal wow. for us. It's amazing. And so thank you for what y'all are doing, but I think like how do y'all kind of deal with that? Just like the stereotypes of church and the judginess of church. I mean, I guess you just have to not think about it and just do what's God's telling you to do. But is there any like advice for, you could provide for people who like just have had horrible experiences with church to not
2: give up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I am one of those who have had horrible yeah. experiences. Yeah. As a pastor, I've had horrible experiences, so I relate. Yeah. And I think pastors we can become so protective of what's God's. Yeah. And so we think we need to def- defend the church, and we're not real about the church. Has really hurt me too. Yeah. And and so question for myself would be like why am I still here yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have been I mean I've had some stuff oh. and I had the least traumatic childhood and the most traumatic adulthood oh, um, no. <laughs> which is just so I very much relate and I love the question because I really much I very much relate with people who have experienced church hurt and I need to be honest that there are people who have experienced church hurt from me yeah and that's where it gets really complicated and layered is that I have hurt people, yeah, and people have hurt me, and leaders hurt people. And somebody said it one time, and I love it. They say we come to God and we th- we come to Jesus, and we think we're getting Jesus, and then He gives us His church, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. right. And so it's like Jesus. I just and I'm a I am I just I wish it was just Jesus and me all the time. I'm an introvert. I'm a little I'm wounded in some ways. That I've been broken down in some ways. Thank God for Jesus because, you know, <laughs> there's always light at the end of a tunnel of that, which you guys have experienced with your own traumas and disheartening events in life. But um I think why I stick it out is I'm <laughs> back to my Bible. It's it's God's plan. Yeah. And it's it's so hard to know I've hurt people and it's so hard to be hurt. But I think, like, we—God has given us each other. And if you're looking for a church—I mean, I know there are really unhealthy churches out there. I know there is spiritual abuse that happens. I am very aware of, like, some really horrible moral failings failings in churches where they—I mean, just there's a lot out there. And so I understand—I very much understand why people don't want to come to church or don't want to give church a try, especially with hurt. Mm -hmm. I would say find a church where you really respect— The word being spoken, for one. Yeah. Where you really line up with, and you get a good, I'll say it as this, like a vibe. Yeah. (laughs) If I were to say it on my podcast, I'd be like a a good sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like, it is a vibe. And if you feel like really at peace, like in your own heart and that the pastor, and and this is what I tell people all the time too. I hate it when churches are like, you got to serve, you got to serve. To be a part of the, to be a part of, and there's gonna be clicks. There's so many clicks in our church because we're thousands of people. So there's gonna be clicks. There's gonna be people who are, I mean, we have people who sit on the opposite sides of the the auditorium because one family vaccinates and the other family doesn't. And they got into a fight on Facebook about it. And so they have to come at different service times. And it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking and it's not how christians should behave but unfortunately we're all girls who slept in our makeup yeah (laughs) you know what i mean we just all are tying it up yeah Yeah, yeah. we really are and so if we're committed to god and doing the best and i i can't even you know you it'd be good for you guys to get like somebody on here who's really well versed with like what is toxic yeah yeah. When do you say goodbye to relationships? When do you say goodbye to a church? I don't know a lot of those, like, statistics or facts. But I do think, like, if you resonate with the word being spoken, yeah. and I would say if you're challenged, yeah, yeah. I think there should always be—Dustin annoys me, oh, every Sunday. I I, <laughs> I have to not—I have to stop being annoyed before he gets home. Because I literally at one point was like, are you trying to just see my week and preach to me? <laughs> And then I realized everybody says that to him. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's like, did were you following me around this week? And I'm like, okay, well, if everybody else says that I guess he might not be like trying to preach to me. But if it challenges you, but then at the same time, if you walk out like uplifted and don't feel pressure to serve, if you've been hurt and if you have wounds, walk in and walk out. Let God heal you let the spirit mm-hmm. of God those worship moments I mean though I mean God can do so much in an atmosphere like that mm-hmm. and so if you're still skittish on people I would honestly say self-care yourself into just a mm-hmm. season of attending yeah don't yeah. feel like you have to join a group don't feel it because if you mm-hmm. feel the pressure to do the stuff before you're healed yeah then it's yeah. just more stuff. Yeah. It's more stuff you're gonna have that's to heal so from. Good. Because who whatever yeah. group you go to, they're gonna say something that offends you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so let yourself heal and then slowly push yourself into relationships. I love that. Okay. And yeah. I, I think question. that
1: that's so true. And I think, and I can't remember if somebody said it to me or if it was on our podcast, but I've just I think people or I have realized that with church, it's like a lot of people expect people that go to church to be perfect. And I'm like, where if did this only. come from? Like, <laughs> I know I, it's, yeah. all the sinners are the ones going to church. Cause we're like,
2: help us, you know, like hopefully let it be <laughs> us. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: like getting rid. And I hope that starts to change in churches, like getting rid of the judgment and like kicking people out for things. And I'm like, if they're the, like, they should be, we should be loving on them. Like they're the people that Jesus, if you read what Jesus did, it's not what a lot of churches are doing by like shunning people and, you know, different things like that. And I'm just so appreciative of church 1132 because it's the first time in a long time where I, you know, and obviously I know it's God, it's not the church, kind of like what you're talking about, but I'm just grateful for the atmosphere that y'all are providing for me. And it's provided a lot of healing in my trauma. So I just wanted to say, at least say
2: thank you. Really encouraging. That's really encouraging. I'm so happy to hear that.
1: Yeah.
0: That's special. Well, I feel like, well, I know, I don't feel like, I know we could sit here and talk to you all day (laughs) and I want to, um, and I'm excited to hop on and we get to be on your podcast Yay! and we're so excited. So I guess we have to close this up, even though I don't I want to. Is there any last thoughts, though, that we didn't get to touch on that you'd like to leave our listeners with? And if not, then at least tell them where they can find you and, and all your yes. stuff.
2: <laughs> I would say for any listeners, especially specifically like to the day and the age that we're living in, bury yourself in your Bible. Yeah. <laughs> bury yourself in your Bible. And if there's something you read that you don't understand, you just get on Google. <laughs> I had a, you might've heard her. Um, I had Lindy Conan on who was talking about fostering and adoption. And I asked her the same question you asked me. I was like, what do you, what do you have to say to people who are just thinking about it? She goes, get on Google, get God's heart and get on Google. <laughs> yeah, <I love> that. <laughs> That's get perfect. God's heart, get God's heart and get on Google. And I've like adopted that now. And I'm just, life will break And has broken us all down at different times. And as a pastor, I would say I have some, I have had some really dark moments and I've had some really ecstatic moments and that is life for all of us. And so, because if you're in a dark moment, that does not make you, I want to (laughs) say special in a positive sense, (laughs) that does not make you isolated in it. That's better. Isolated. It does not make you isolated in it. And I just the one thing that has saved me. I am married to like a saint. I honestly like I couldn't say he annoys me to death, but I could not love him more or respect him more. Oh, <laughs> yeah. With this, he went. He I he is a saint. Like I am married to the best man alive. I really believe that. And I still wake up lonely. Yeah. And I have awesome kids with no health problems, and I still feel unfulfilled at times. And I have a nice car that was given to me, and I still drive home in tears. And so, to encourage people, like, there is no end game to this life with God, mm-hmm. it is a pulling God in to all the moments and all the dark places and all the laying on your closet floor crying (laughs) shout out me and (laughs) um, and then all the and all the victories that God's God brings us but never ever ever let anybody including your own mind keep you away from pulling God into those times because that is what he's here for that's what his Bible is here for and if you want to feel better about yourself just go read about David yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's gonna get us through it all and so yeah I think that would be my advice maybe we're just all kind of coming out of dark times Yeah. um but that's just kind of what's on my heart is just don't think you're isolated in that spot and yes. god takes us from glory to glory but there's a whole lot of crap in between sometimes
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> i am um, i that was so beautifully said and i think um just to kind of recap because we are still a mental health awareness month yeah. and just knowing that we don't have to suffer in silence and um, that God is 100% just there waiting for us. So yeah. I really, really like that. And you also made me think of, um, I haven't finished writing it, but the girls know I love to writing is kind of my therapy. That's awesome. And the other night um, I was laying down after having just turned 40. And so I was just kind of, I don't reflect too much. I'm a pretty present person, but mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, This decade, and I, um, I rolled into my 30s carrying life, and in a traumatic situation, my water broke at 24 weeks, and then I um, closed up my my 30s with carrying carrying a huge loss with the loss of our mom in a in a tragic car accident. So, but then I was thinking about everything all the ups and downs in between that. And it's just just really cool. So I can't wait to finish that. But I love what you just left us with. So thank you. Where can our listeners find you, Jamie? Yes. And then if you would, please, we would love for you to close us in prayer.
2: I'd love to. Yes. You can find me at Church1132 as a pastor and podcaster, which I prefer, <laughs> <laughs> Jay- back- backstage with Jamie K. Bates. And so I think I'm on Spotify and Apple. you. I already told y'all I don't know what's going on with any of these <laughs> like you know, things anymore. So I'm out there backstage with Jamie K. Bates and Church 1132 for anyone in the area. And we're online as well. So if somebody too just feels like I'm not ready to step foot in a church, I get it. Just log on and just enjoy. Enjoy it. It'll go right into your home. So just an extra encouragement totally.
0: with that. Yay. Awesome. Well, if that's it, then if you'll close us in prayer, that'd be great.
2: Sounds good. Oh Jesus, I just thank you so much for this conversation. I thank you for these women who are just putting such wonderful, positive, uplifting things into a time that has been really hard. And I pray that you bless them and their listeners in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will be protected, they will be provided for, and that you will give them Peace in the deepest, deepest parts of their hearts. God, I thank you that you are the God of peace that passes all understanding. And so, for anyone listening, anybody who's going through a hard time, anyone dealing with church hurts, anybody dealing with trauma, or anybody dealing with 2020, God, I just pray right now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you can transcend the screen and the headphones and that you bless them with your peace. I just thank you so much for being a God that transcends all the stuff that we face, all the things that we go through. And I thank you that the end of every day, we can lay down in our beds and know that we are not alone, that you are restoring our souls day by day, and that you are taking us from glory to glory and handling with us all the crap in between. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: amen. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Awesome. Okay, guys. That was so fun. Take I love you guys. This is great. Thank you so much, Jamie. Bye, you guys. Thank you for listening to another week of Girl, I Slept In My Makeup. If you like us, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to learn more about us or get in touch with us, go to our website, girlisleptinmymakeup.com. Where you'll also find links to our Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And yeah, make it a great week. God bless.